like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pretty Messed Up. I'm AJ McLean with the and beautiful I'm Cheryl Burke. Cheryl Burke. <laughs> you, got me, you got me the time. And. Renee. <laughs> you you say your own knock. name, dude. I forgot my name. Yeah. And Renee Elizondo. Um, thank you guys all for tuning in. Um, thank you guys for all your support. We're having a blast doing this, and let's keep this bad boy rolling. Um, so, first and foremost, crazy night tonight, Dancing with the Stars. Uh, thank you to everyone for voting, uh, and uh, thank you. That wasn't a question mark. That's an exclamation. Yeah, point. that was an exclamation point. Dot 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 exclamation point. So, uh, thank you guys for a amazing night, moving us on into week five. Number one, number two, we actually have someone from the show. That is going to be joining us right now. Uh, where is Mr. Neve? Let's, let's give a clue, shall we? A clue would be... <laughs> a clue, Neve. I think uh, the yeah, clue, clue was Neve. Yeah, the, yeah, the clue was Neve. <laughs> Damn it. Thanks. I'm such an ass. I know I am. That's funny. <laughs> yes. Where is Mr. Neve? Let's have him on. Come on down. Come on down, brother. Ooh, sexy Crickets. picture. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Hey. Welcome. What's up, Stud? There you are. Oh, my God. Did you shower already? Uh, no, I didn't. I could oh. have. I've, been, I've just been watching the show. The show. Dude, right. I'm still wearing the same socks from the show. Like, I just, I literally, <laughs> I, I've got these bright red socks on for no reason whatsoever. Dude, you and killed it tonight, dude. You killed it tonight. Yeah, you did. Uh, thanks, guys. As you have done every week, to be honest. And tonight was dedicated to your beautiful wife. That's freaking awesome, dude. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, you guys literally killed it. You and Jenna, awesome. Awesome, 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 dude. You guys are like, you guys seriously would be a perfect ballroom competitive couple. You guys like look like you've been dancing for years together. Seriously. It couldn't it have been a like better it. match. <laughs> what did you say? It feels like it? Same. Right, AJ? Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, <laughs> I mean that in Me the nicest more, way possible. I'm not trying to sound like a dick. That's uh, <laughs> fine. But yeah, no, dude, I mean... It was a crazy night tonight. There was a lot of high scores tonight. I know, right? A lot of high scores. Ten. Tonight. A ten was being thrown. There around. was a ten thrown out tonight. I who, mean, who what did you? That? What did you guys get? Sky. Sky Eight. got a ten tonight. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. What was your? So score? I talked to you. I talked to you for a second, even. I said rumba is really hard. Like you totally, like you were, like your arms were fluid. Like I think that they should have given you more credit for just the fact that just transferring your weight from foot to foot. Like I was, I keep scaring AJ because I'm like samba's coming up, and you've got rumba. I'm like you're screwed. <laughs> and and no no bullshit, dude. She's like, look, you see how Neve is transferring his weight. We this have to I work said on to him this. When you were dancing. Like. I'm aspiring to be like you, dude. I am. Yeah. Hello, AJ, when you got, you know, that little bit of a solo there tonight. A little bit, (laughs) eight eights. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was was really nice to see you doing the type of dance that you are so good at, which is very much something that I know I couldn't do that well. That's why I took myself out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've actually tried to throw some of our moves on Cheryl, and it is, it's shocking to me because I have this, like, (sighs) preconceived idea that dancers across the board can do any and all styles of dance. And it's uh-uh. not true. Yeah. Neve, no. Neve, let me, let me ask you, are you having fun doing this? Are you glad you signed up? Uh, tell us the truth. Uh, oh no. I mean, if I told you that my whole life, I've not had any bigger regret than not pursuing a career in dance. Hmm. Oh, Wow. So for me, this is like the, nothing could be more fun or more exactly what I want to be doing than finally getting to spend all this time just dancing and performing. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And I spent so many years watching dance. Um, when I was like 20, basically, I got really, really into watching ballet and, and, okay. and have been to, honestly hundreds if not maybe thousands of performances in the last 15 years and i've photographed and filmed dance and worked with choreographers and companies and so i've just spent so much time being around professional dancers and and wishing i were doing it right. so this is so uh, as a dan- really a dream come true yeah, as a That's dancer awesome. what was your sort of forte what if you had become a professional dancer would you oh. what style do you think you would have gone into um well, I, I usually joke that as much as I love ballet, I don't think it would have worked out for me because men have to wear tights and are topless right? a lot. Yeah. And I, I don't mind I don't mind wearing tights, but you would see my because if you think my chest is hairy, you should see my <laughs> right? So, hair really doesn't look good under tights. So. Oh my god, it pokes <laughs> through. Um, what about fishnets? It, there you go. Right, right. So I think jazz <laughs> probably would have been the style I was most, or or, or hip hop. I mean, I did dabble a little bit in hip-hop as in high school you know i grew up being a fan of obviously michael jackson and janet jackson and prince and all this stuff but like going even as far back as like the ojs and the shy lights and how even though it was very simple you know choreography 
it was tight. Yeah. And I've yeah. always been a fan of that. And then obviously being in the group that I'm in, we try to emulate that with a bit of a, a little bit extra pizzazz. But I grew up loving like hip hop, break dancing. I tried to break dance when I was a kid, but I didn't pursue it as much as I would have liked. Yeah. Like you it's, said that you have your regrets about this, that, and the other. That would have been my regret about not really pursuing both uh, gymnastics. I would have loved to have learned how to tumble. Like cool. doing doing backflips and stuff friend. would have been so cool. I, know. I, I wish I could do a backflip. I, I mean, of... I, I feel the same way. So I grew out of my tights at a very young age. I, I grew <laughs> hips at like eight. So I was like, oh, this is not working. Ballet's not for me. And then my mom's like, let's ballroom dance. And I'm like, that's crazy. And then I saw a dance competition and I saw like little girls with sparkles and dancing with boys. And I was like, yes, <laughs> boys. And then that's how I got into it. But I wish I got into, I wish I was in more of the performing arts. Like I only know ballroom. So I don't really know any right. other well, type well, of Well, so to, to speak to, to what you were saying also, AJ, like I was very lucky. My parents, uh, I grew up in New York City and living in Manhattan with parents who were very cultural, um, mm -hmm. just meant that I was going to see all kinds of great performances, both right. uptown at Lincoln Center, but also I remember, um, you know, when, when Blue Man Group and Stomp and all these shows oh, that God, have become yeah. so famous we're just small little new shows downtown. And I was this kid and I, my parents were dragging me to see these, these awesome shows that, um, you know, really exposed me to such cool, creative. Dude, Savion Glover is like my oh, idol. Okay. Yeah, I he is him. one of my we idols. We went to go see him. Cause I took tap for eight years and I, and I, again, I wish really? I would have continued it, but you look at someone like Savion Glover and you're just like, how are your feet moving that fast, yeah. that articulated, to the point where it sounds like every individual sound has its own like arena. It's unbelievable. AJ, yeah. AJ going Listen. back to tumbling. Speaking of tumbling, <laughs> I'm like, oh, how do you say what happened, that? What happened well, with the scores? The was a... <laughs> what happened with the scores or the controversy today? Yeah, no, let's. Uh, oh, that wow. Great. Segway. How was that? Yeah. How was the tumbling? Tumble for sure. Using the tumbling. I love it. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I feel like Cheryl, you could probably speak a little bit more to well, that. Well, all I know, you know is that this never happened before in 29 seasons. Like what this happened? is some crazy shit, guys. Okay, so I just want to know what everyone's thinking at home because, like, how fast did this turn around? Like, normally we have a results show, so not normally, but it's been right. a while. But normally we would have two days. We'd have Monday show, Tuesday would be a results show. Then you have like an hour to kind of sit in it, right? And you're just like, oh my God, it's just dedicated to that. And then, like, this happened so quick. And, like, by the time me and AJ ran upstairs after we danced just to yeah. see what was going on, it was like, oops, none of you guys on the floor, the three couples, two of you should have been saved. Hey, uh, Val and Monica, can you come back oh, to the God. walkway? What the oh heck? Like, Monica's that was a big mistake. was like a deer in headlights, like, complete confusion. Even Val as well. It was just like, wait, what? What just happened? That's... I mean, like, honestly, they have to have a cutoff time for, for the votes. Like, it has to be that last commercial break. Yeah. I, I know that. And that's what it problem, is. I don't, I don't think the problem was with the, the actual tally. I think my guess is they probably have a card. I know they right. have a card with, with every couple's name on it who are saved, right? And so, obviously, those or are all it in free. her ear. Well, right, but those are all pre-made, right? So, right, 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 clearly, right. there's a stack with everyone. And then what they essentially they do is they take out the two couples that are – in the bottom two mm -hmm. and hand her that stack. And someone obviously forgot to take out Val and Monica, I guess. I so so, so you guys, so people were <laughs> on camera that had been eliminated. 
is that what it was? It was a so basically they had to be like, "Yo, Bonacud, Val, come back," because you were in the bottom two. Yeah. Oh. And it, it was, was it was Vernon and Pita standing right. there, and who else? And uh, it was Anne and, and Keo. And Keo. But there was, there was someone another. else. Right? There was another who couple. Was right? it? There was four was. out there. No, it was three. It was, oh, was three. It three? So it was, it was three. I don't know. It all happened so fast. I'm like, what? So, I don't even so know. it was one of those Academy Award moments. It was a total Oscar yeah. moment. Wait, why I do don't... people keep talking about the Academy Awards? What the hell happened? The wrong. In no, the wrong... They announced the wrong movie for Best Picture. Best Picture. Yeah. yeah. Who did they announce? Either who? <laughs> well, or it was. It, it was, was like Moonlighting. That, that Harvey moment. A oh, Moonlight. It was Moonlight. Miss America. That <laughs> Or whatever. And, and La La. Universe. La La Land. Yeah, yeah, it was Moonlight and La La right. Land that got mixed up. And which one won? Moonlight Mo- won. Moonlight won. But they announced La La. Oops. Oh, yeah. I remember now. Right. Yeah. And like yeah. the whole cast of La La Land went up so, on stage and it's like, wait, uh. Did Ty- so it wasn't Tyra's fault then? No. Right? Is that, that's. I, mean, I, I actually mean, think sh- considering what happened and how it's never happened she right I she covered pretty well I, I she she did great. she's like great. hey guys calm the heck down you know yeah. she's like it's a live show you guys so you you don't know what this you, is what you're gonna get i mean right. that is the beauty of it like honestly and whoever is like clearly look there's so much going on we're all human yeah. we make mistakes right. it is what it is but it's something for someone to talk about i mean that's for sure i was gonna yeah. say yeah. Like, since you had a great rigged since you had a great segue <laughs> Naynard, I was gonna say something seemed fishy, almost catfishy. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, so dude, so I didn't realize. Like, I'm a huge fan of the show. Okay, for obvious reasons, I think it is genius. Number one, number two, I got catfished. I know I told you this you last it. week. I mentioned it to you. I didn't tell you the whole yeah. story. But what I didn't know is that you got catfished. That's how the whole thing started. That's right. You guys like, are gonna, you're going to kill me, Neve. What's catfish? What's being what's, catfish? What's, what, no, what's being catfish? I know catfish. I know this show. But right, I don't but know no, what's you know being what catfish. But, but are you familiar just with the term now of, of what a catfish is? Clearly, no. Oh, I guess not. Okay, so, <laughs> no, my, okay, so, my, so really my, fast. Ten years ago, mm-hmm. I was living in New York. My brother and our best friend, Henry, are filmmakers. We shared an office. I started this funny, weird internet relationship with this family in Michigan, ended up kind of falling in love with this, the sister, whatever, the, the daughter, blah, blah, and talked to her for a while, eventually went to go meet her and discovered that her, as well as the 14 other people I had been talking to through Facebook and email and text messages were actually none of the people they said they were. Yep. Oh, that's my worst nightmare. Anyway, yeah, so. and so we made a documentary about it called Catfish, and that documentary then came out and all these people reached out to me with their crazy internet relationship stories. So we started making the show Catfish where, where we basically help people find out if the person they're talking to is who they say they are. So That's Cheryl, so, yeah. Cheryl, okay. you, you got to hear. And the term Catfish yeah. now refers to someone who is not who they, who they say they, they yeah. are. Yeah. Right. And so That's Cheryl, crazy. Yeah. Thank you a- for explaining. AJ's, he lived with me when he got catfished. And I was kind of a little worried for him because he he was going so hard on this whole thing. Tell tell them a little bit. So the long the, the the long and short of it is this is back when MySpace was a thing. Okay. Right. Now for those of you that don't know, MySpace originally <laughs> was meant for new musicians to be heard. That's right. That's what it was That's for. Right. Then it became an online dating platform, basically. Um, yeah. like a chat room, like, pe- you know, people were basically hooking up. It was like Tinder before Tinder. So I got a message from a girl. Her name was Keely. And 
we started talking, all these beautiful pictures, da 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 Then all of a sudden I find out because I get hit up from someone else saying, hey, that girl's using my picture. That's not who you're talking to. And I'm like, okay, prove it. Send me a video of you, the real person. And right. she did. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. You're beautiful, but clearly not the person I've been talking to for about three months. This went on three for a months? year. It went on. Oh. No, it went on for a year to the point where I left my dogs with half a bowl of water and food, drove to Palm Springs because she was going into the hospital for a kidney transplant. Okay, come on, AJ. No, That's dude, a lot. this thing went this on. Is, this is typical. This no. is the kind of shit people deal yeah, with. Yeah, and I but could not know I could I... not throw it out the door. And the amount of times that I would stay up until like seven, eight, seven or nine in the morning, whatever, I would go meet her and she'd never show up. And then, then apparently I get a call from her quote unquote brother saying that she's passed away. So now I'm devastated, <laughs> literally bawling out crying. I get a call from her a week later saying she was trying to avoid her crazy ex-boyfriend. Sorry if I caused you any harm, but Wait, I had so to fake my death. On. I believed all and sober through all of this. That's what but, makes it even crazy. why did you crazier. believe it? I well, wanted to. Listen, but no, no, let's back up That's on that. True. Let's back up on I find the psychology of it really interesting. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's easier to fall for someone that's not real. That, that's not real. Like right. she represented a certain thing to AJ and once right. she kept avoiding meeting with him because there were so many that remember when you ran out of gas on PC? Yeah, dude. I mean, like it, it, it got, so she wasn't attainable to you. No. So, so finally, for all I know weird? she could have been a kid. She could have been a dude. I don't know. Wait, I have a question. So does this happen to men more than women? Cause I feel like women have intuition that is, you just- know, it, Interestingly, I've, I get asked that a lot. And I think it's pretty down the middle. I mean, I mm. think I think it has a lot less to do with gender than it does to yeah. do with so personal issues, isolation, loneliness, insecurity. Totally, why do you totally. think why do you think people do it to other people? Why? Like well, it's wh- attention. It's attention. Well, I guess I, I get the attention, but like why would you put somebody else's mindset on that like through this emotional nightmare but to me it's like a control thing there because you were a puppet at that point Oh, completely she told you to go left you'd go left she told you to go right you'd go right and think about the feeling of power she felt right now and she knew you were a backstreet boy right oh totally oh yeah 100 percent. so and finally you know i said you at least have her send you a picture and then finally i saw a picture i said bro and she, she, honest to God, she, she, now don't get me Family wrong. He never, he, w- let me be clear. AJ was never inappropriate. He was just obsessed with meeting her. They, there was never anything inappropriate that went on. But when I finally saw a picture of her, she had this, like, she was like this, her hat was all low. And I swear what? to you, she was probably 12 years old tops. I don't even know. <gasps> like, I never met her, so I have no idea. It, AJ, so, you were definitely 13, right, when this all happened? No, no, no. See, that, I want to be, <laughs> be clear. He, there was never anything inappropriate. He thought he was talking to, like, a 22-year-old. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, oh, she's 13 and, and I'm obsessed. No, he thought she was, like, 22 because that's what the picture looked like. The one that right. she was representing, right? right. Yeah. right? Wait, so you never found out who it was? No, never found out. And then she just dropped off the freaking planet. And then yeah. I finally woke up one day and, and I was like, 
What? Does it get, like, I wasted it a year of my like life. This, Neve, crazy. Right? Wow. Yeah. It must get really, like, what's the craziest story? Um, I mean. They're all kind of crazy, I'm sure. Well, they're all yeah. very different. And yeah. to sort of answer kind of the question before, like, sometimes people do it to get back or revenge or, or to mess with someone. But that doesn't happen as often um, as I as I think it happens kind of by accident. I mean, people, like you were saying, they do want attention. Um, you know, whoever that girl was, obviously, whether she was younger or just looked very different, she just assumed that there was no chance that she, you would ever talk to her and certainly be interested in her right. if she were honest about who she was. So the idea of this sort of what if, you know, could what, what could happen if I pretended to be somebody different? And then, of course, you immediately get the attention that you always wanted and it becomes addictive. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you start talking to someone as a friend, but they, of course, get feelings and then you get feelings. And then now it's too late to tell them the truth because you're already a few yeah. months into it. And so it just kind of snowballs. Wow. And that's why that's she, yeah, she just did. She would never, you were, there was one time where you were going to fly up to Oregon. I was going to fly having, up to Oregon. She where had a she kidney would, transplant. Where she was supposed <laughs> to have her first kidney transplant of, of two kidney Whoa. transplants. Like, thinking back on it, I'm like, what an idiot. Like, wow. Well, it's yeah. in, intrigue, right? But you, like you, you said, you, you can't make this shit up, though. Like, you can't no. write it in a script. It's not a Tarantino film. It's right. real life. This shit happens all the time every day i mean you're you're at the epicenter of it you know and yep. you see it and you hear about it all the time yeah and i mean it's it's crazy it sort of becomes a puzzle you need to solve yeah right? a little where, bit where you yeah. don't want to let it go and she couldn't meet you anywhere because you would have seen she's not yeah, who she uh, says yeah. she was Imagine. It was you, wasn't it? You were Keely, weren't you? I figured that. I knew it. I knew it. It was you. I know that's, too much. That's what's satisfying about making the show is because most people like you, AJ, they never, you know, find out who they were talking to. And they're left yeah. with this sort of weird lingering question mark of, well, even though I assume it wasn't the person exactly how they presented themselves, it still was someone that I talked to and had connection with and, and grew, you know, developed this relationship with. Right. But I'll never know. And so what's satisfying about making the show is that we get to answer that question. And, yeah, which and like, is awesome. I mean, I'm a huge, yeah. huge fan. I freaking love the show. Um, you, you know what I um, think so was... Back to Dancing with the Stars. Uh, yeah, really I'm going to say, switching gears real quick. 80s week coming up next. Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> what is your favorite 80s band or 80s artist, hmm. Neve? Good question. Wow. I mean, the easy answer is Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, okay. Because I know we're both fans. And Are you dancing to Michael Jackson next week? Because I hear it can't get cleared. No, no. <laughs> okay. I, well, that okay. was my first my first question when they like gave us the questionnaire about. We used to, but music. Yeah. Well, I, I was like, well, just before I answer this, can you just tell me what's off the table? Because I don't want to waste Prince, my time. Right. Michael Jackson, who else? Right. Exactly. I know. I threw out Bowie because uh, I'm a huge David Bowie fan. Oh my god! But yeah. then considering the, the journey style of the style of yeah, yeah it's not going to work. <laughs> But, I mean, I also love a lot of, um, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the pop sort of top 40 yeah. songs from the 80s are all great. But I grew up more listening to my parents' music. Um, so it was a lot more, on my dad's side, it was, it was you know, Billy Joel, Elton John, um, nice. Rod Stewart. Uh, Rod Stewart. And then on my mom's Brian side, Adams. It, was, it was more, yeah, James Taylor. And um, it was more like folk sort of 
you know, indie yeah. music, if you will. Um, My mom had me hooked on Skinnerd, Sabbath, yeah. Quiet Riot, The King, like all the like. Punk. It's either punk or it was like rock, you know, yeah. like Three Dog Night, CCR, like that's the stuff that I grew yeah. up loving, and I still listen to it today. It's funny because. Anytime I put that on when I'm driving around with my wife and she's like, really? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm turning yeah. into my mother. Like I'm becoming my mom. Like right I'm sure. at that age. What's your, what's your dance next week? What is your, what's your step. creative? Oh, quick nice. Step. To uh, take on me. Ooh, You're going to be great. Good oh, one. Uh-huh. Take yeah. That's nice. Cheryl. You're going to be great. They sent us the first cut of it. It's so fast. Like they it's so fast. It's already a fast song, and now it's like twice as fast. <laughs> it's twice as fast. Yeah. And it's also very long. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't stop. So oh, my sure. God. I'm, by the way, it's, it's, I'm watching the, the, the show right now. It's at the end, and it's like, I want to see the drama. Okay. Oh. Go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dude. we'll let you go, Neve. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, dude, to thank our you podcast. so much. For I, on, I can't man. wait to, to see you next week and, and do some more dancing. Yeah, dude. Do let's freaking take night. this thing all the way, bro. Come on. Let's do it. Yeah, Maybe we, we can split the mirror ball. We can just team up and start dancing with each other. They can't eliminate us dude, together. Yeah, exactly. And me and Jenna can go take a staycation exactly. somewhere. <laughs> yes. Dude, thanks all a right. lot, bro. Thank you all so right, much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheryl. What? So. It's your birthday party and you can have it's my birthday one musical artist from the 80s that michael jackson okay and while he was still alive oh that that, that would usually help you know <laughs> prince actually but i actually i've seen prince perform when i snuck into an oscar party at prince's house <laughs> nice so like, don't we you did, know who i am i feel really like uh, like i don't have that many regrets in my life but one of the ones i do my wife and I went to the SNL 40th anniversary. It was me, my wife, Howie, and his wife. And we're at the after party. And literally anybody who's anybody is there. Paul McCartney, freaking Taylor Swift, you name it. And we were so tired, my wife and I, and starving that we dipped out right around midnight. Literally at 12.05, uh... Prince got up on stage, did a full impromptu concert with Paul McCartney, um, uh, like uh, Jamie Foxx, like, and wow. I missed it. I I never got to see Prince live ever, wow, ever. Really? That would have been the most intimate version of seeing him live, and I ended up getting really shitty empanadas from this place down the street from the hotel, and my wife and I both had really explosive gas. It was horrible. I've got a great story for you, but I can't actually say it. So oh. Don't well, you, you can't say that yeah, and then you can't dip say it. it and then hold it. Okay, fine. So back in season <laughs> two. Wait, no, this is when Derek's first season. So Derek, <laughs> sorry, Derek. Um, but it was season four or five, and it was back in my party days. What what? And and so the next morning, Derek and I had to do an Oscar um, thing for Good Morning America, and we had to do a jive, right? So this was the day after the Oscars. Oscar night, Prince had his yearly annual party. And this was when like Dancing with the Stars was at its height. And so I had um, one of my friends who had one of those like SUV, like one, like the driver's drive, you know, mm-hmm. um, roll up to Prince's house. And they're like, sorry, you're not on the list. And she goes, don't you know who this girl is? She's won Dancing with the Stars twice. <laughs> <laughs> and literally... Got in. We got in through See? every, like, we just needed to drop that line. Derek was new on the scene. Derek hopped in our car. 
we got a freaking prince's crotch was right here as he was dancing. Literally, yeah. there was Eva Longoria. People walking in with Oscars, you know, and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I just I like, wish I was when I forehead. used to drink, I used to have no shame, like no, no fear. <laughs> I went up to P. Diddy. I was like, I'm a huge fan. And then I went up to like so many, uh, so embarrassing, literally would cut in front of people at the bathroom line. I cut in front of Charlize Theron. Fell down over myself. Then the next morning, we went. Actually, well, we went straight to Good Morning America, and we danced a jive. Oh can I can can I smell <laughs> your forehead tomorrow? My five head. You when mean? we rehearsed, because Prince's sure. area was right there. I really right. want to channel. I, <laughs> I want to channel it. So I really, like, I really want to smell your forehead. Your hey five head. Sure. Hey, hey. So speaking of amazing musical talent, okay. Yes. Can we just say how good? Can we just say how good the music you and Zaya did for the podcast? Yes. Uh, I yeah. do want to give a huge shout out to my boy Zay Zay, a.k.a. Cosmo, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Zaynard. Hashtag uh, Zaya. Hashtag uh, That's a long name. No, Zaya has been a longtime friend, and he is my production partner. We got a production team, uh, Zaj, and we do a lot of music together. And oh, and he had worms. And he had worms. Excuse me? Yeah, it's a whole other thing. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. Um, he went swimming in a lake he shouldn't have went swimming in. Um, anywho, Zay Zay, dude, thank you so much for translating what I sent to you with well, your... Both of you guys, you're a great team. We are a great team, but he did the epicenter of all of that music. So, dude, love How you, bro. How long did it take Gone. you? Thank you. It, it literally took me 30 seconds to send the melody <laughs> via voice note. It took him three hours to cut the whole thing. Awesome. So, Thank you. Yeah, dude. Thank you, Zay Zay. So yeah. listen, who's coming up next? I'm so, just curious. Yeah, so who's we that? have a very special guest coming on the show. Uh, let's just say uh, he needs no introduction. You should know him if you know me. <laughs> and Was he, he has very, very prominent eyebrows. All right, you guys, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we got our new special guest. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's gonna catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. are back iHeartRadio pretty messed up uh, we have a very oh I I love that your name is your son's name on your zoom that's hilarious uh, we have a very special guest you guys joining us tonight on the podcast um, you know him as the big brother of the Backstreet Boys you know him as uh, Billy Flynn on Broadway you know him as just a My cool mother ladies and gentlemen Mr. Kevin Richardson. Yay. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. We can. I can't see you, but I... Can you turn on your camera? Why We'd can't love you to see, see you? Well, oh. you, have to, you have to turn your camera on, dude. There's a thing at the bottom. There you are. Oh, there Ooh, look is. at the bandana. Kevin. Bandana What's boy. Up, <laughs> what up, brother? So cool of you to join us, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for hopping on, man. I really appreciate it, dude. Thank you. Thanks for having me. When I heard how'd you it go tonight, dude. I, so check it out. Just so you know, I T-voted or I DVR'd it. We've been in Yosemite hiking all day, and we just Good got back oh, wow. to our spot in the mountain. I'm Yosemite. jealous. Well, I haven't seen anything. Um, we're gonna watch it as soon as I'm done with the with the podcast. You were looking sharp, my friend. It went it great, great, dude. Um, we got three eights, which is nice. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so it went off fantastic. I cannot thank you enough, you and the rest of the guys, for taking, taking some time out of, I want to say your busy schedule, but we don't really have a busy schedule right now. I do, but, you know. Just busy with the fam, you know. Yeah, trying yeah. Trying to keep these boys from killing each other. <laughs> Dude. This is crazy. I know. That, that you're on right now, you know, because I think back of how long ago I met you and AJ. Right. And then we finally got a chance to work together. And it, before we go forward, I got to tell both of you guys, man, I'm blown away at how you guys have maintained your feet on the ground. I swear to you, like as much success as you've had any time I'm around you guys from the first time and every time you guys treat your fans awesome. You guys act more like you're trying to break into the business. Yet you guys <laughs> are legends. So. I just wanted to say that. I, my hat's off to both of you and the rest Appreciate of the boys. It. 
Thanks, Thank you. buddy. <laughs> I mean, uh, it helps having five guys or four other guys to uh, keep you grounded if you get too big of a head. We we Which we kind of we kind of keep each other grounded a little bit, and good good women behind us too. You know, hell yeah, we have amazing wives to keep us grounded and focused. Absolutely. And our kids keep us young. That's for damn sure. So, Kev, what have you been doing? Uh, since we got back off the road, as far as the uh, quarantine life, what have you been doing? Um, I mean, just uh, going out in the wilderness as often as possible, taking trips, you know, in open spaces where we don't have to worry about coming in contact with too many people, getting the kids out of the house as much as possible. So going to the mountains, to the lakes, to the oceans. Um nice. It's been a blessing to, you know, spend this much time with my family. Um, Agree. Because we've, we've thankfully had a pretty busy schedule the last several years. Um, and, you know, uh, keeping my boys from fighting all the time. It's always fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, doing the homeschool thing with the kids via Zoom every morning. Yeah. Happy How's birthday again, by the way, even though I did send They've you a adapted text. Well, at first, they, Mason, my oldest, didn't like it. Right. Um, but now he, he likes it. So, Kevin. And they're both thriving. They're both uh, awesome. making good grades. Have they changed, grade have they changed the dumb math thing grade, yet? So. I hate the math. What? I hate the math, dude. The math is like the most annoying thing in the world. And we actually had to get... Um, so... So Ava's first grade teacher is now tutoring Ava specifically for math because, again, I mean, you know, because your boys have been doing it for longer than Ava, that it's, it's a whole other math, t- like, way of learning. And I, I can't help. I suck in math. You know that. So yeah, like, the, common, the common core. Yeah. It's, uh, which in the long run is supposed to be superior to what we've been doing. Yeah, so I'm just going to use my fingers and my toes like I did, and that's the easiest way to do it. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, I was going to say, as long as you can tip, you, (laughs) Kevin, you mentioned, you know, what's kept you guys together for so long. One thing I noticed was that it's a democracy, right? Like you guys have to like vote to all agree, or at least the majority has to agree which way to go. And my experience was with you guys was around the time of the video we did together, right? And the different people turned in different treatments, and it, it, it was going around. No one knew which way it was going to go. And then finally, I think AJ said, let's have a call with me. And we all got on the phone call. Remember that? And then... Um, except me. Except AJ. I bowed out because I didn't have a vote. Because you guys wanted <laughs> to hear my view on, on, on the video, right? And then, uh, by the way, I need to thank you because the first... Um, location i sent you you vetoed it and i thank god every day you vetoed that first location i swear to god you're like i've been there before it doesn't have the and then we we scrambled and ended up at union square right and so thank you for that but what was the first location oh it was over the moore park train station and yeah you're like like, i've been there it's oh yeah yeah, uh, but thank god you put the kibosh on it because we we took uh (laughs) So we take the train sometimes out uh, to um, 
to uh, there's a train you can take with Santa Claus and cut Christmas trees down. Mm -hmm. And that line runs through Moore Park. So with your kids, you can hop on the train and go out there. So yeah, I had been to that train station. I'm like, <laughs> but you were so diplomatic. I could just picture Kevin doing that. Too. You were so diplomatic. That was for chances. Yeah. That was so for, for chances, chances, right? Yeah. And dude, then, that. <laughs> so Cheryl, this is funny. So I'm on the phone with them. They're asking me questions, and it's like you know, it's about serendipity, and a place that feels the most serendipitous to meet someone would be mm -hmm. like either at airport or a train station, blah blah blah. And they asked me a bunch of questions. I answered them, and then after. And then we finished up and they and now keep in mind it's for the backstreet boys and their management which are two females right okay. the, they were there and they go okay we'll go with your treatment and then i said don't say this renee and then i said it anyways i said um man now i know how hard it is to be a porn star and everyone said oh. everyone said what <laughs> everyone said what and then i said it's not easy pleasing five guys at once <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah. But once they in, in that tone of voice, too. oh yeah, yeah. totally so in his meditation calm. voice. But once yeah. they all laughed, I was like, "Okay, good." <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man. Uh, yeah, it's a democracy. We all. Uh, yeah, how do you guys have like to choose? sacrifice? You know, we always right. don't get what we individually want. Yeah, right. So you have to sacrifice. It's like any team. It's a team. Like, yeah. yeah, playing on teams, dance teams, football teams, right. baseball, whatever. You got to sacrifice for the greater good. Sometimes you're not going to get to do exactly what you want to do. So yeah, I mean, two of us are always going to not maybe necessarily. I can count on one hand, I think, and I'm sure Kev would back me up. Maybe not even a whole hand. How many times collectively, as all five, we've agreed unconditionally on whatever it is, like mm -hmm. the first single of off of this last or this most recent album, all five of us agreed. Like we knew okay. from Jump Street that, okay, don't go breaking my heart. This is the first single. We just knew. Um, all five Do of us. Do you guys ever like not agree on anything? Like all five have different uh, yeah. opinions or. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's. And then who chooses then? So who's your middleman? Well, I mean, if, if nobody can agree, if we can't get a majority, then we have to come up with another idea. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like, mean, I mean, we, if it's a split decision, which it can't be, but like when Kevin left for about six years to kind of, he was wanting to start a family and do his own thing for a little while. And he wasn't really as inspired. Our previous label was just, it just, mm -hmm. it just wasn't a good, a good place. Um, you know, then is it was this before the documentary or after this is before. Okay. And there was only four of us. So if it was two and two, then management and, and our, and our attorneys came in and then they would help make the final decision, which, didn't always work out very well, but, um, right. you know, like you said, Kev, about this, you know, quality time being at home with our families because we're normally, we should be on tour right now, obviously, um, all the way until October 12th, uh, was the last show at, uh, the Hollywood bowl. But, um, you know, I, for, for me this time, you know, this coming Thursday, Fingers crossed I get that far. I'll have 10 months sober. And it's You're like a lot of that has to do with me being home, working my program, finally, actually doing a meeting pretty much every single day. Every day. Obviously, my schedule's been a little crazy now, but Cheryl's been amazing in the sense of like, oh, shit, it's 4.30. Go hop on your meeting. And I'll take a 30-minute break, check in, and then come back. 
But December 8th was my, was my last hurrah. Unfortunately, back in Vegas, again, at, Shania, at Shania's show. Yeah, you know, I should steer you away from Vegas for a, a while. Until we go back maybe for our 30th. By then, hopefully a nice solid foundation. But yeah, Vegas and me are not really good friends. It's not so good for me. It's different now with Corona, maybe. Doesn't matter. Vegas is Vegas. I can still do dumb shit. Guess, yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, and, and I'm sure there's lots of stories of you guys on the road. But I, I told you this one time. I said, man, Kevin loves you. Because, yeah. you, you know, you didn't know Kevin would call me and go. No idea. Uh, you guys were in Europe. And he's like, he's drinking again. I said, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. You know, so he was always, always so concerned about you. And, you know. It wasn't one of those things like as long as he performs, we don't care what he does. It wasn't like he I think he told I think you told me, Kev, like I would rather not do a show and him get help. Right. Than to watch him burying himself like this. Yeah. Do, you, do you want yeah, to I tell mean, us, Kevin, like your point of view of being out on the road? Yeah, I mean, him? I want him to thrive and live. Mm -hmm. Uh like I, I don't look at him as a dollar sign. He's my brother and a human being, and I want him to thrive, and and I want him to be an amazing father and husband, and and uh, you know I want him to stay on the path. And when we're out on the road, it's hard. Um, and so yeah, man. And I know you're you're his brother as well. So I I, I look to you. You have you have experience. Uh, in that way, so I look, I, I was looking to you for a little bit of guidance and a little bit of accountability too, because totally. if if we were both coming at him, that you know it means a little more. Uh, yeah, that, but, that's so important. Yeah, I care about him. I want him to thrive, and I want I I would if he needed us to shut down the tour so he could go do what he needed to do gladly. You said that to me. I remember you said that. That's when I told AJ, man, he loves you, man because it he didn't care about like he just said making the money he yeah. he just wanted you to get better you know can, uh, kevin tell us about kicking a door in at a hotel <laughs> i mean yeah people people listen to this podcast that know our story have heard this story a million times but yeah we were on the, but there's people we that are listening black, that haven't heard what? it so do i, I don't think well? i've i don't think i've heard it <laughs> it's a doozy oh uh, we were on the black and blue tour and um, we were in Boston and the uh, we just I think we were doing three shows in a row or something. And we had a day off in between. And on that day off, the Red Sox were having their opening day. And uh, it was uh, they asked us if we wanted to the Red Sox baseball team asked us if we wanted to go and throw out the first pitch for the baseball game. And uh Kristen was in town and it was our day off and me and her were, I don't know, we were going to go somewhere, go to Cape Cod or something, do something. But all the guys were like, yeah. And AJ was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. I'm like, guys, are we sure? Like if everybody wants to do it, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But I want to make sure it's all five of us that all five of us are going to show up and we're going to do it because we're sacrificing a day off to do something, uh, and so if we're going to do it, then everybody, and everybody's like, yeah, we're going to do it. So that night, Kristen and I were headed out to see a movie and we went and saw a movie 
We came back in the hotel. It was probably 1130. We're going up in the elevator. The elevator doors open. I'm walking out and AJ is walking in the elevator oh. to go out for the evening. I'm like, hey, man, don't forget, we got first pitch tomorrow. So, you know, he's like, I got you. Don't worry about it, brother. <laughs> well, the next day I'm getting dressed in my room and our tour manager calls and they're like, uh, AJ's not coming. Uh, he won't answer his phone. Um, he's not coming. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. He's coming. <laughs> so I went to his, I first I called the room, nothing. I called his security, like doors, double, double lock. So he had his room door. Oh my with, God. Uh, with that, you know how you have a, a, a lock but then which gets the open with the key but then you have that bar that slides yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that thing grabs it the well i got the key open the door and that thing grabbed it and i just kicked <laughs> and broke it off yeah but then in his room he had a separate door for his bedroom oh, and yeah, that you're was also paranoid. locked but it was dead bolted so i couldn't get in there Damn. and it's a good thing i couldn't get in there yeah. were you up I, yeah i was i was awake <sighs> But what were you doing? I was were just, you just in a corner, just like no. Stop. I was like once I heard him kind of come in, kicking and, doors down. And <laughs> I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like I, <laughs> I said, "I'm not going." You don't need me to to go throw a pitch out, right? And we exchanged some words, mainly on Kevin's end, but you know the final. Well, I was thing, just like, "Look, we made a commitment." Yeah, totally. They announced it. They're expecting yes, to see yes, all of us. Yeah, and of you, as my brother, my team member, my partner, my business partner, my bandmate, made a commitment to me and the rest of the guys. And so we got to hold each other accountable. And so totally. anyway, uh, yeah. And, but but there were things that had led up to this, right? I mean, yeah. this this was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back because totally. there there had been things that were leading up to this. Yeah. And I, I didn't like the person he was becoming. And I mm -hmm. told him that. And I said, either you get your act straight or you're dead to me, brother. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he literally said, I, I'll, I can't trust you and you are dead to me. When he said that and then he left, I called my security and I was like, this, I quit. I want to go home. I don't, I, I don't need this. The, the typical addict mind, it's everyone else's fault. It's not me. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go home. And the guys had actually paid for out of their own pocket to have a therapist come on the road that I never saw, never talked mm. to until that day. And she mm. came to my room with, with, with actually one of our managers. And she's like, look, you really only have one option right now, which is what they call door to door, meaning going straight from where I'm at straight into treatment. Well, so it was an interventionist or a therapist. She was a therapist. Yeah. But the intervention really was we brought her on the road yeah. for AJ's to help yes. him stay, you know, stay yes. on course. Sure. And he wasn't yeah. utilizing her. No, I never even I saw, know. I, I, I well, see so. her in catering, but that was it. I would never call her. It was like a sober companion kind of, but yeah. Yeah. But, so Kevin. I asked AJ, I said, so if you guys were to go back on, I said, is Torah trigger, you know? And I said, you know, if it is, why don't you try and make it so that it's not in a way like, like what you tried to do with a therapist, you know, you just make that environment it's easier said than done. Listen, well, of no, course, no, you, know, you know what it is, Cheryl is it's that when you don't want to get sober, 
there's there isn't a single person on the planet that can talk you into it right you have to get to a place where you finally go i can't keep doing this but it comes from an inside not because other people are saying it no you're right and so what i was thinking is is reminiscing on that kevin you kicking that door down to knowing aj today is like sober that must be for you something your whole life have been waiting for right for him to just be free finally for today at least i mean it makes me happy to see him uh like being the best version of himself exactly Exactly. you know what i mean and uh you know the fact that he's doing this show i mean um and sober he he he's loved to dance his whole life Mm -hmm. and to see him like in really great shape like he's taking this time where I put on the Corona 15, he took off. <laughs> and, you know, and he's, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is like actually a blessing in disguise it for is. him. Yeah. And yeah, so absolutely. it's like somebody was, I, I can't remember who it was that I saw online right when the first lockdown happened. I think it was, I think it was Pharrell. Um, he posted something that, someone else had said it's like okay so we're going to be locked down for a while things are going to change how do you want to come out of this on the mm-hmm. other end right. are you going to are you going to take advantage of this time that you have and grow as a person do something learn anyway you know totally so, yeah totally and are you to see that, that that you are doing that that's beautiful brother mm-hmm. i'm, I'm I'm, I love it when I see you walk in the path. Absolutely. And it makes me proud and makes me happy for you. Thank you. And, uh, and your wife and your kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. dude, something as simple as it happened about five days ago. I got home from rehearsal and Rochelle said she greeted me with a hug and a kiss. And she literally to my face, she said, I really miss you right now. And because my schedule has just been crazy. Mm-hmm. And she has not said that to me. I can't tell you how long. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. Where I wasn't the one dragging it out of her. Trying to make up for some dumb shit I did the night before. You know, we're like, oh, don't you miss me? Come on, just say that you miss me. Just to kind of, you know, inf- inflate my ego and try to get off the subject of what I really did. And, you know, I joked with her because I was talking to Renee and I said something, and she, and, she, and she looks at me, and she goes, who are you right now? And I'm like, so, listen, when you met me, this was the old model, though not the one you ordered. This is the old model. The one you ordered that's sober, that's actually got his shit together, he just came into stock, so that's what you have now. <laughs> so sorry that you were stuck with the old model. You have the right one now. So, And it's it's true, like... We got back from South America, what, March, I think, 15th. And March 19th, we started this Zoom group, Circle the Wagons, that literally every single day, like they say, you know, when you're newly sober, do like 90 and 90. We've done like two, 230 and 230, yeah. basically. I mean, literally every day, Monday through Sunday, 430, same time every day. And 
it's been amazing. And then on top of all that, to know that my partner on the show is sober is like, this is God doing for me what I can't do for myself. I mean, like you, you could have put me with any other partner. If he met me five years ago. Oh God. Well, we, 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 we actually joke in the sense of like, did we meet? Would we even remember it? That's the really awkward part. Like, Oh, I, I, I really hope not. I don't think so. No. So is, I have a question. Is this so because you've both had that experience, is this the reason you started the podcast? Is this what, so we Is got this, introduced before the, the show. Yeah, we got introduced. So, be, by Amy. Yeah, we got introduced through. So, okay, long story short, Renee and I, actually before that, Rochelle, huge fan of Dax Shepard's uh, podcast. Huge fan of Dax, period. She said to me, you and Renee should actually do a podcast. Your, your banter, your everyday golf talk, your sober talk, your conversations is funny as shit. Then we go to iHeart talk to iHeart about it. They're like, well, you know, we've been talking to Cheryl about doing a podcast as well. Come to find out you guys are going to be partners on the show. No, she didn't know we were partners. Or she, no, oh, no. Oh, did she not? No, true. no, that's right. She didn't know yet. Don't believe Nobody did. Nobody knew you guys would no, be partners. Remember, but then, but then I manipulated it. You did manipulate because you did ask me to ask for you and I did and I got lucky. Right. I got yeah. lucky. I got you. But it's just, you know, the three of us so basically, it was like we both have all these uh, stories in common, right? Yes. So it's like we're trying to be the best versions of ourselves that we could be, yes. and we're yeah. um, sober. And so that was the reason for the pairing, thanks to Amy. So technically, cool. Amy Sugarman was the reason why yes. we paired up together. Well, she was the matchmaker. As dance partners for sure. as well. For sure. Yeah, right. I mean, we wanted to do something that, you know, look, we've all made mistakes. We're not mistakes. That's the thing. And to be able to share our experience, strength, and hope and just talk about just life on life's terms. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, people don't want to talk about mental health. Like, they're just not – it's not um, as common, I think. It's uncomfortable yeah. for people. It we, is. We found out that, like, when we're open and honest about what's happened with us, it encourages other people to go, oh, okay, let me tell you about what happened with me. And that's where the healing begins, you know? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, was, I was saying to you, Kevin, that – I've been waiting for a really long time to see the best version of AJ. We we know he has a massive heart. We know he's yeah. a solid dude. He just struggled with the drink and the drug, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And because I, I think back at he called me one time, a few years ago, and you called me and you said, "I'm done, bro. I'm done." And I said, "Okay, uh, pack your stuff. I'll be right over." And this was like around Halloween, right? <laughs> it's hilarious. Thank God he's alive and we can laugh about it. And so he goes, I'm so done. I said, okay, pack your bags. I'll be right over. And he goes, no, 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 no. What do you mean? And I said, I'm going to come pick you up. I'm going to take you to rehab. And he goes, no, I was thinking like the first of the year. <laughs> so he's done. He's done. He's done. Done, but not for but three not more done, months. Done. Yeah. Not done. Would you, are you at all worried about when we go back on the road about me? Whenever that of time course. may be, I know we've talked about April. Yeah. Hopefully that happens where we can go to Australia, New Zealand. That's the tentative plan. Um, you know, by that point, if God willing, I'm still sober, I'll have over a year and a half sober. But still, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, are you are you yeah, always going to worry? Yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He will. I mean, he will. I know. I know you will. <laughs> but I mean, 
for years, you know, he's done good for a while and then slipped off, done good for a while, slipped off. Um, and uh, we've had a lot of heart to hearts. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, at a certain point, um, I'm like, you, you, at a certain point, it's like Renee said, either, either the person wants to get sober or they don't. And right. so um, I can't force him. All I can do is let him know. I just want to let him know that he's not fooling anybody. Totally. That's all I can, that, at, at the end of the day, and he might be pissed off at me for a while for getting in his ass or whatever, but I've let him know, I'm like, dude, you're not fooling anybody. And like, you've never co-signed for him. You've never been I, one of his enablers. I've, I've noticed you know, that. Just over so the years. you know, I know. Yeah. And right. Totally. I just want you to know that. And if you can live with that. Yeah. I mean, he was life. never an enabler ever in my mind. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there was some times in the, in the beginning, I think before anybody really knew how bad it was, some of the guys would be like, dude, instead of like sitting and drinking alone in your room, why don't we all go out to dinner and let's all hang out as a group? And I would always I have, have tried an excuse. That. I, I did. I did try that strategy once with you. Yeah. And like why? I think we were in. Was it wasn't it Chicago? With Jr. No, we and were, all them? We were in Minneapolis. It's probably still Jr. I think we were in Minneapolis <laughs> and we had just had a dinner. And you were having cocktails throughout dinner, and um, couple thirteen. And we weren't 14. judging you. We were just like, look, if he's going to do it, at least he's here with us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then that wasn't enough for you. Yeah, you wanted to go out after that, and we wrapped it up at like midnight, twelve thirty, almost one yeah. in the morning. You weren't done yet. No, nope. and he was. He was. Oh, he was just getting started. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. Kevin and then Brian even grabbed him and was like, "Man, if you want to drink, come to my room and we'll mm -hmm. we'll sit down and we'll we'll I'll hang with you." Mm -hmm. But he didn't want to. Kevin, um, getting back to the concern and worry, right? It, it's normal for anybody that's been around the addict, alcoholic that comes in, goes out, comes in. After a while, it's hard to trust that this this time is real and you don't want to leave yourself open for the punch right you so you leave a little bit of like okay we'll see but if i can tell you kevin I've <clears throat> in all the time i've known aj he would always say he's going to stop and he would say he would do work and this is the very first time in the 20 plus years that i've known him where he literally started doing this work and when he tells you he's been going to meetings um, every single day, what happens when you finally start doing this, you have, you build up equity in your own recovery. So now you start to feel like you have something to lose where before he never did any work. It was just all from my, like my mom used to say from the lips out, you know, from the <laughs> teeth out, <laughs> but now, you know, so if I could put your mind at ease and you know, I would tell you, Hey, don't buy, don't buy this stuff. I'm, Finally, I finally that feel. That makes me excited. Yeah. So I just, if it, I could put your mind proud. a little bit at ease, um, I don't have any fear. 
Don't make me look bad, AJ. I'm not going to make <laughs> you, you look bad, dude. No pressure. <laughs> no, no, no pressure at all. No, but truly. What's, the, what's the longest that you were sober um, on tour? The longest? Oh, on tour? Uh-huh. Um, well, the, the longest I've been, I've been sober ever was six years. That was the longest I was sober. And like then I went out. Sober. Six years sober. And then I went out... Um, before my seventh year, but let's let's <laughs> be Kevin, yeah. Well, no, it, I got sober in two thousand one, and I I got sober in two thousand one. It was July two thousand one is, is when I went to Sierra Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. stayed sober through the Never Gone tour, which was two thousand five, two thousand six, and then it was the very next tour that I it was the Unbreakable tour that I went out. That you broke. That I broke. <laughs> and it was over a fight that happened between God rest his soul, Q and Nick. Had nothing to do with me. And it was an uncomfortable situation. I walked out of the room, went to my room, opened the mini bar, didn't even bother looking, and just grabbed a bottle, noticed it was a Heineken, and I said, You know what? Screw it. I've been sober long enough, I can have one beer. And I only had the one beer. And then three months later, it was two beers. And mm-hmm. then we all know. And since that moment, I was Pretty never much. sober. Not as long as I've been sober this time. But never. I think it's, never. Im- it's important to clarify something, right? You weren't sober. You were abstinent, right? Yeah, a, I was white knuckling. Oh. I was white knuckling. That's, that's the term. When people okay. don't do anything to kind of clear out their all the junk we've been carrying around, yeah, all right, the mythology right. that says we're not good enough, you're, you're just abstinent. You, you've done nothing to change why it is that you need to escape into... You're not like in the program. That's you're right. not no. like actually that's, doing a, that's well said. That's yeah. well said. A friend of mine used to say, the difference between being on the program or in the program, it's like right. being on a submarine or in a submarine when it goes under. <laughs> right. And so what I wanted to say is, it, it could be alarming to someone, maybe even Kevin, when... AJ says he was sober six, seven years. It's like, well, how do we know in six, seven years this isn't going to happen again? But what I'm telling everybody here right now is, in all the time I've known him, this is the first time I've seen him be sober, not sober. just abstinent, emotionally right. sober, invested in his recovery. The daily thing, And yeah. once you're invested, you think twice. I don't care who gets in a fight with who, you know, uh, when you're when you're invested, a can of beer looks like a tall can of suicidal depression to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. When you're invested, but when when you're not invested and someone gets in a fight, boom. It's a trigger. Yeah. You yeah. know we got to do it. So I do believe AJ's on the most solid ground I've ever. Thank you. S- since I've known him. Thank you. I have to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Before we do that, I just want to say, or I, I just want to ask because I, th- if I said this wrong to you, Cheryl, I apologize. But okay, Kev, am I right in saying that? Did you teach ballroom at one point, or teach some type of ballroom at one point? You, you did. You did. You did. Where? Where did you teach? So, right um, Arthur Murray. Arthur Murray, I knew it. So. Um, I was working at Walt Disney World, okay. and a girl I was dating at the time, um, her and I uh, went on a 
it was basically like a, a date night. Uh, so for a date night, we went to Arthur Murray for like a free introductory class. Free class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. we would go at that time in Orlando. This was like 91, mm-hmm. long mm-hmm. time ago. Um, they had a country western bar um, mm-hmm. at Pleasure Island. It used to be called Pleasure Island in Orlando. It had all these different clubs. And there was a country western bar where they do line dancing. There was a 50s club where everybody would be doing the jitterbug swing. or like swing. Yeah. Um, and my mother and father were really good dancers in high school. They used to win dance contests and stuff oh, like that. Oh, competitions. It was a pretty smooth. Uh, That's guy. cool. They would, they would do the swing. Um, okay. Well, they called it the jitterbug. Yeah, that's but, a whole nother world. But yeah, it's yeah, partner dancing. It's awesome. There's a West Coast swing and mm-hmm. a swing and a East jitterbug. Coast, there's East Coast. Yeah. yeah. And so um, so we went and okay. after the introductory class or lesson, we were approached, I guess, uh, yeah, by their like manager. And he's like, hey, both of you guys pick up really fast. You would be great <laughs> instructors. Have you ever thought about being a dance instructor? So... We, I, I went through a training course. Uh, I was, uh, how I long was that course? For pro- do what? How long was the course? I just out um, of curiosity. Was it like a couple weeks or? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I, I <laughs> He's like uh, three days. No, it's actually, I'm fascinated by actually their curriculum. So I had so, dance studios. So, so yeah, it was Arthur Murray mm-hmm. and I was, I studied for like a month month and a half before I taught my first class. That's so cool. What did you and teach? What was your first class? What dance? It was uh, The Hustle. Love it. Want this one? The Hustle. <laughs> do The Hustle. <laughs> totally. John Travolta style. Um, I don't know if, I don't want to bag on um, no. the Arthur Murray or those <laughs> yeah, dance no. schools. Yeah. But I didn't feel comfortable. I felt like they were pressing me all the time for, for sales, 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 mm. sales. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not that's, a that's what they're, that's what they do. I mean, that's what they okay. do. You're not a used car so, salesman. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I, I was done after like three or yeah. four months because basically like I, I was learning the curriculum and I knew it and I knew how to teach it. Right. But I only knew maybe two or three levels above them. Right. So I didn't feel, I didn't feel. You did um, it backwards, basically. Authentic. I didn't right. feel deserving to be teaching this where I wasn't, I was no master. Mm. So right, I just, right, right, yeah, right, right. so. Yeah. No, that's what they're known for. It's Fred Astaire is the same thing. I did yeah. the swing, the hustle, the foxtrot, the wall. So you know basics, though. Yeah, all the basics. You know, they give you a little book. <laughs> enough to sell memberships. Yeah, enough well, to sell memberships book. and then you're good. Like Would you ever months. do Dancing with the Stars? Um, no, I would have done it already. (laughs) Kevin, so not to make you feel awkward, and I hope I don't. um, So last week, there was a little game that was played. And bottom line, Rochelle would marry you. Yeah. So we played (laughs) a game called Kiss, Marry, Kill. Okay. So she chose to kill me, marry you, and kiss Howie. So, oh. so he, she said, "How well, I am nice honored." Lips. So I kind of, I kind of want to, I kind of want to ask you the same question. Amongst us, just us boys, kiss, marry, kill. Kiss, marry, kill what? Us, the like the group. What? 
You, you just, you know, just for fun. Who are you asking the question? I'm asking to? Kevin. You don't have to make out group? with us. Just I like kiss, kiss on the cheek. Kiss, marry, or kill? Yeah, kiss, marry, or kill out of us five. Come on, buddy. Awkward. No, come on, buddy. <laughs> kiss, Mary, kill. Who would you? Who would you kiss first of all? You can kiss. You, you can kiss him on the ask cheek. Ask him like three girls or something that like he. No, no, no. Like, this is this is way more interesting to me. <laughs> I don't think you could win with this one. <laughs> yeah, you can. Um, I just feel like if I answer this. Yeah, exactly. There's no upside. Who are you going to get in trouble with? You could <laughs> no, say kill me because I'm on here. You can say that again. That's fine. Okay, I'll kill you then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who would you kiss? How about, how about this, Kevin? No, 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 no. no. He's really, he's, he's, okay. he's, he's, he's deep in thought right now. <laughs> you can't marry your cousin. That's just weird. I, yeah, I can't marry my cousin. I'd probably marry Howie and kiss Nick. There you go. All right. You all right. Go. Yeah, you and Nick are about the same height, so it's actually nice. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Kevin, I that have one. That was a silly, crazy question. Cheryl, I love silly. all your artwork. Oh, thanks. You know I've what? got my Joe. kids' bunk beds here behind me, but you have beautiful you, artwork. Well, I mean, this is like a, this is a, oh, this is our wedding. And then this Tina Turner over here is like a photocopy. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Awesome. She, she just the, framed she it. Had, she had the best legs. Oh my god! And yeah. then here's Carmen Miranda, and oh, you can see yeah. the oh, uh, ring Miranda. lights that I'm using. Hey, to tie in Tina Turner, my mom and dad, um, and since uh, a couple days ago it was my birthday, my mom and dad saw Ike and Tina Turner in concert, oh. and my mom was nine months pregnant with me. Wow! Well, oh. there you go. That explains. They saw them in late September, and I was born October third. There you go. Kevin. Happy birthday again, by the yes. way. Yes. Happy birthday Happy again, birthday, buddy. Sir. Thank you. Kevin, you want to hear? You want to hear a very flimsy connection to you that I have? Very flimsy. Do you remember we stayed with you? AJ and I stayed with you during the Kentucky Derby. Yep. Okay. So it's time for us to leave now. I wasn't gray then. Okay. That's true. And I, I'm carrying the the luggage out because the van got there to take us to the airport. And the guy stops and he looks at me and he says. You're Kevin, aren't you? <laughs> Dude, I was so yeah, I was so excited. I kind of I kind of yeah. went with it. That's I was amazing. like, you're I, like, I, yeah. I, I didn't say no. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Dude, listen man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for staying thank you for up. Everything. For your I know whole you're week. <laughs> I know you're a night owl, but still maybe not so much now, you know, cuz you, you All know. good. I'm going to go watch the performance now with my yes. wife and my kids awesome. before we have to put them to bed. Shoot me a text let and let know. me know what you think. You, you did really well, Kevin. You yeah. did really well. Thank you, you did guys. great. And congratulations Cheryl and AJ and Renee. You guys keep doing great work. Thank you, and, uh, Thanks, keep buddy. Kicking ass on the show. Cheryl Hope we and can AJ. have you again. Yeah, man. And yeah. hopefully, if my schedule has any breaks here and there, like timing wise, we should do a little social distance get together because I freaking miss your face. We should so. a little backyard barbecue. Or Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Love Thank you, buddy. So Thank it was you, nice man. To meet you. Nice to see you, Kevin. Bye -bye. You rock, Kevin. Bye. Thank you for joining. Thank you, brother. Us. Good to see Pick. you again. Bye. <laughs> Cheers. Later, brother. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, all right, listen, guys, before we, before we wrap up, we have, I, I don't know who's got it, but we've got some <laughs> fan questions uh, from Ashley. Hold on. Let me, let me see here. Let me see here. Okay. From Ashley. Hi, Ashley, by the way. Um, she says, my husband and I have a beautiful four-year-old daughter. We're lucky to live in an area of Oklahoma where we have very few COVID cases, so our kids are able to actually attend school. Our daughter is in, a pre- is in pre-K. Having kids has completely changed my view of today's world. I was wondering how you and your wife talked to your girls about being safe around strangers and how to tell a safe adult from a non-safe adult. Okay, well, um, good that the COVID cases are low by you. They are not very low out here in California, unfortunately. Um, I know for me, uh, my daughter is being homeschooled still. Um, Some of the kids did go back to school, 
Uh, some of the parents opted for their kids to go back to school. Um, I did not with my wife, um, you know, for now. But as far as, you know, the whole stranger danger thing, um, we've, we've sat down with Ava mainly. Lyric is still too young to really, in my mind, she's always glued to us um, if we go anywhere, if Ava's in school or Ava's in dance. But, um, you know, we've, 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 we've definitely had the stranger danger conversation. But as far as knowing between, a, a, as you put it, a safe adult from a non-safe adult, that's an easy answer. The safe adult is someone that you know, someone that's in your inner circle, someone that's, that's you know, a family member, someone that is a very close friend that, that your kids know like the back of their hand. If you just met somebody like two days ago, I would not be like, hey, do you mind watching my kid for an hour? That would never happen. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's the only advice I could give. I mean, you've got Elin. I don't know if, 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 if your thought pattern is similar. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Ashley, for that. And then, uh, is there, is, is, is that the only one, Amy? It's the only one because we only got one person listening. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Ashley, the only person listening to the podcast. Ashley, thank you so much for being <laughs> it's our my one cousin, and only Ashley. listener. <laughs> no. Cheryl's cousin. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another week's episode of Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. I'm AJ McLean. Beautiful. Don't forget to vote for us on Dancing with the Stars. That was the beautiful 100%. Cheryl Burke and Renee Knock Knock Elizondo. Um, yes, don't forget and stay to vote. Safe. Yes. Also, you guys, it'd be nice if people gave the podcast five stars. Email us. Yes. If you guys are, subs- are subscribing to the podcast, give us five stars. Let's keep this podcast going. Just be real. If you want to give us four, give us four, but we suggest five. Yeah, yeah that's, five. It's, it's a let's, high level suggestion. Of Cheryl, five. let's split the difference. Let's make it five. Yeah. Let's make it five. <laughs> yes. And also, please email us with any questions you may have at PMU at iHeartRadio.com. Thank you all and have a great night. <laughs> Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. everybody welcome to across generations where the voices of black women unite i'm your host tiffany cross tiffany cross join me and be a part of sisterhood friendship wisdom and laughter we gather a seasoned elder myself as the middle generation and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had listen to across generations podcast on the iheart radio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, 
a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.